皆さん、お疲れ様でした。外人弁当です。楽しましょうよね。Welcome to another episode of Gaijin Bento. My name is Brian. My name is Sage. A podcast made for degenerate weebs and Japan enthusiasts. We talk about all kinds of Japanese culture and media. Well, well, welcome back, Sage. Welcome back, Brian. Welcome home. If you don't know that, it's King. That's King Diamond <laughs> singing Grandma Welcome Home. Have you ever heard that song? No, I have not.、He's、Grandma like, Welcome Home? It's called,、uh, I think it's called, probably called Welcome Home, but he's like, Grandma Welcome Home. That, it's probably supposed to be sentimental, right? Sure, it's probably not、yeah. as, one of those <laughs> horror stories as usual. Anyway, so <laughs> welcome back, everybody else, too. This is episode one of season two. So much has changed since then. Well, it's been, what, like a few months since we last recorded?、Uh, yeah. Believe it or not, a lot has changed. I've moved to Tokyo, as I've mentioned in season one, started a new job. Getting used to things in the city.、Uh, I really miss the city. I, honestly, every time, like when I still lived in, this,、uh, in the island, whenever I would go out of the island, it would make made me, sometimes it would make me feel like how much I was missing out on when I'd go to the mainland. But I, I can't believe, like, never in a million years did I think I would be here. But here I am. I am now in Tokyo. There you are. Wow. You are I, the,、uh, the next kaiju.、Uh, the, are you calling me fat? <laughs> Hey, you're the one who's always like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a chubby boy. I'm going to go run. It's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Actually, having said that, I, it's going to get kind of hard to run now because, you know, in the island, it's hot 24 7 all year、mm-hmm. round. Occasionally, like maybe like in February, it starts to get a little chilly. But now that I'm in Tokyo up north,、uh, it's definitely getting pretty cold. And I don't know if I'll have. My, my little boy nuts to go run outside zero degree <laughs> Celsius weather. You're just going to have to train like Tanjiro did when he was up in the mountains. You know, you got to, yeah, like the elevation. Have you noticed a difference? um Well, Tokyo is actually quite flat. Okay. So, um Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But once you step out, like you can take a train to, if you go west, like about an hour or so, an hour and a half. Then you can kind of reach the mountains, actually, pretty close to Fuji.、Uh, but yeah, mostly the Kanto area is generally pretty flat. <laughs> it's, I went from flat to flat, but flat it's okay because I, I, I do have access. If I ever want to take like a day trip to the mountains, I can do that now. I don't have yeah, to, I don't have to swim. Far, I don't have to swim for three hours, you know? <laughs> like you did last time. Yeah. I can't even swim. Yeah, your,、uh, your freestyle、uh, needs some work. My little freestyle determines my death style. And that's exactly、uh, why the sharks started、yeah. to go after you. <laughs> I wish they got me.、Oh. They're like, dang, this, this boy d o n t look like he tastes good. Let's get us a white boy <laughs> instead.、Um, <laughs> Damn, they're going to be swimming for a while. <laughs> yeah, they're not seasoned as well as I am. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, enough about me for a sec.、Uh, I'm sure your life has changed a bit in the last few months. It's been up with you. Honestly, it didn't really start changing until more recently. You know, I was still doing my thing, I was still、um, doing some audio editing freelance,、uh, working at Starbucks. 
But um, I will actually be starting a new job. I will be working at a dispensary. Um, but for legal purposes, I'm, I don't know how much I probably will be talking about my job just because I'll be dealing with um, recreational and medical patients. And especially for medical, you got to be really careful with that stuff, like, you know, doctor patient confidentiality and all that. So um, if I do at all talk anything about work, I'm going to do what like, you know, therapists do with podcasts and like make up just crazy ass names. Like I'm going to be like, yo, Cornelius came in looking for some relief for his bunions or like some shit. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's it's going to be new. It's still retail. So there's going to be, I think, a lot of crossover from what I've already been doing. But um, it's cool because there's just a lot of there's a lot of uses for cannabis and it's still, even though it's legal in a lot of parts of the U.S., um, obviously it's not federally legal. So there's, right. you know, still a lot of pushback, still a lot of things people are just kind of nervous about or, you know, unsure about or they just don't know. And right. already through some of my training, I've just learned so much about terpenes and like trichomes and like all the science behind like the, the flower itself. <laughs> Thank exactly. It's a bunch of crazy scientific words and terms and like I'm not going to remember everything but I took a bunch of notes so I'm going to be flipping through them <laughs> this week I'm sure. Wait, um, so you actually have to like study these things to work there? Um well, I'm sure you probably don't have to, but it definitely helps because one of the things you you do is if people have questions um, uh, yeah. like, especially to like, you know, like even if they're not looking for it medicinally, but if they, they just want to know about the product or if like they have more knowledge and are asking questions, you know, you don't want to like pretend like, you know, the most, cause like, that's not good either, but you do have to know some things to be able to actually recommend people stuff. It'd be like if I worked at Starbucks, but like didn't at all retain anything. So if somebody asked me what the difference between a latte and a flat white was, and I was just like, I just pulled something out of my ass. Well, that would not be good either. (laughs) (laughs) So what you're telling me is that if someone comes up to me, come up to you and they Mm -hmm. ask you what this does, inappropriate answer is not, it gets you high dog that you can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I got to be like more specific. Like I'd have to be like, Oh, well, what kind of like, high are you looking for? Do you want something where you can like be, you know, doing some things like, like I would recommend people like, Oh, like if I was cleaning or getting some, some stuff done around the house, like there might be certain strains or certain types of like, um, like specific terpenes you want for that versus like, if you literally are not planning on doing anything and you're fine with being couch locked. Yeah. That's me every Friday night without the weed. <laughs> right, I was gonna say not not in your area, my friend. Uh, actually, in a uh, in the big cities, especially in Tokyo, uh, they they do have CBD in vape shops. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I actually went to one because I was like super curious, you know, like is what what it's like. Uh, so mm-hmm. I went to a real small one. It was kind of hard to find. Uh, it was um, where was it by? It was like in Chiyoda. Uh, city in Tokyo um but yeah it was really small it was inside of another building so I had to go it it, it was weird it, it kind of looked like a res- residential apartment building hmm. except where they added like an elevator but it was really weird because it had like the mailboxes in there and then you go up and it's literally just like a room <laughs> oh so that's yeah, kind of so what I, smoke shops look like though like especially the small yeah. ones but that does sound kind of odd yeah, it was funny though cuz I did end up buying something just to try it out like whatever. But like <laughs> this guy was kind of um 
You definitely didn't do small talk because <laughs> I oh, tried yeah. to talk talk to them a little bit, you know. But maybe it's just like the American me because Americans like to talk to strangers, you know. Like I know people in the UK and other parts of the West, and they're like, "Dude, why do Americans just talk to random people? That's weird." I'm like, I don't really funny. Yeah, it's just like, breaking the ice, you know. We do, but we don't because, like, then even in the U.S., people in the South are like, "Oh my God, people up north are not friendly." Yeah. And it's like, so are we not friendly or are we friendly? <laughs> What's going on? However, though, uh, definitely you can strike a conversation with a rando like anywhere in the, like even, I mean, back home. I've, I've, I mm-hmm. mean, I've done that many times and people have done that the same, you know, people like whether it's unwelcome or not, but, you know, people will be right. like, hey. <laughs> one time when I was at Walgreens, I was just waiting to get my passport picture taken and this guy just is like he's in line he's like starts talking about his void card like i don't give a shit but like Ugh. that's kind of like normal though you know uh but yeah so that's one thing that i guess i'm still not really used to in japan it's just so, so uh how's your day going or like oh you know i i think i started talking about oh you know it's kind of cool that you know cbd shops popping up here you know it's as as you know weed is definitely super not legal here and it's mm-hmm. you know if you get caught with weed and you're a gaijin then you can definitely get deported or even most likely jailed so oh man you can be a you can be a pirate or if you're really lucky an imprisoned pirate so you know i was doing this like small talk and the guy that was like uh-huh okay anyway i felt it like okay i'm gonna stop talking right now you're like all right back to back to the cbd yeah so anyway uh so this gets you high i don't know all right just kidding. there's no thc in the cbd here Right, yeah, um, because it's it's not um, the psychoactive part, but I mean, like, it still is, can be really helpful, because I know, like, you and I have talked about this before, that, like, edibles can definitely help um, with sleep, so CBD, oh, yeah. I'm sure there's, like, there's, you know, there's different things you can take that would, like, help for that, still without, like, giving you the psychoactive experience as well. Yeah, I got, like, one of, like, the vape things, just because there's... He had a lot of those. He didn't have like a lot of like treats mm-hmm. like, and it was just like a literally just a small room. It was just like one guy there. But uh I got one of the vape things and I use it occasionally, but mm-hmm. I'm not really a smoker, so I don't I know you're not, which is so funny because there are so many smokers in Japan. So yeah. it's uh I feel like that's a I don't remember if I don't want to misspeak, but I feel like that's probably one of the places in the world with the most people that do smoke because um smoking you know like it helps with stress and there's a lot of stress in the workforce in japan oh yeah and and i mean like having said that i mean we have in in japan there's like cigarette vending machines everywhere so that's just kind of telling (laughs) (laughs) but unlike the u.s you know you're not going to find cigarette butts lying around because you know people treat the area around them with respect yeah only occasionally it's definitely not as much as the u.s like like you see cigarette butts in every cement butt crack Yep, <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> but oh, you only occasionally see the occasional litter here. I mean, Tokyo is a massive city, so it's kind of right. hard to keep that at a zero level. I mean, oh one, yeah, there's going to be some. One time, like actually, this happened uh, last week on my break at work. Sometimes I, I like to go outside, you know, because you know you're in the office for nine hours so you know for my breaks i like to go outside but it was like saturday night it was like a strong zero like just dumped on the floor and like yep it's saturday night (laughs) oh man it's party time yeah it was party time oh my god like actually that brings me to um the trains like on the weekends i hate working saturdays just 
because the trains are really packed. But however, it is kind of entertaining at the end, like at the end of mm-hmm. the night, uh, because it's just so many people are just gone and they just see some really funny things. Uh, so it's kind of like, it's one of those things that I missed like from living in the city just seeing all the wackiness because like an island there's nothing happens right you know you gotta appreciate the good and the bad and the wacky and i definitely appreciate that so you're like people watching on the train yeah (laughs) everyone out partying i I really miss people watching it just like salary men like tripping and falling in the train like in their (laughs) business suits (laughs) oh my gosh well hey they gotta they gotta cut loose too you know every now and then Oh yeah, it's just like so funny just seeing like the salarymen just like <laughs> still in their business suits but acting all ridiculous. It's it's so good. The counterpoint must be delicious. Like they just they look like so like wow, this is just very opposite behavior than I expected. <laughs> oh yeah, cuz at work it's like very very stern and straightforward like you you're not going to see any kind of personality <laughs> like that. Oh yeah. Especially when it's no G-son and old man. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So my my uh talking about trains because I really love taking trains. My my commute to work ain't bad actually. So altogether it's about fifty minutes, but that includes like all the waiting and the transferring the train and getting to from work to or getting from home to work. So okay, altogether that's not too bad. Yeah, altogether ain't that bad. Um, I only have to transfer one line. Uh, but it's nice because my the train station is about just about two or three minute walk from my my apartment and my work is literally like also like just a few not even like maybe like a minute away from the shinjuku station nice so it's pretty good pretty great when um when we were speaking last uh you mentioned you're right above a 7-eleven oh my god it's really dangerous (laughs) i go there all the time I, i literally go there every day like after work i'll get like a snack or something i try not to eat kind of late but sometimes uh but 7-eleven gives uh, it has too much power because they do they got like they've been adding more craft beer in their in, the, in their fridge so you know i was like oh i've got to try that um Ooh, but, yeah. that's cool what have they added uh so there's some crafts from uh i actually saw one uh, uh not founders but uh, yeah it was founders i saw a founders which is i believe from Shit, where's Founders from? I think it was, I thought it was Scotland. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm completely wrong. It's that one of those. sounds like Scotland. I'm going to look this up. Yeah, I found a, like a Stand Founders, by. like one that I'd never seen one before. This, let's see. Oh, it's, never mind. It's apparently a Grand Rapids, Michigan? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> okay. I meant. Founders I meant, does I'm... sound like it would be a British or like Britain, like yeah. region. So. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know why i thought I it was you. a completely different region yeah yeah that's what i meant scotland in uh, grand rapids it's a small yeah. neighborhood yeah yeah it's yeah. a scotland in grand rapids totally i mean it's not on the map it's so tiny i mean probably there's like so many like random names like like european names like in illinois oh, yeah. there's a there's a new madrid but it's pronounced a little bit differently oh, really <laughs> Yeah, there's New Madrid, That's and crazy. actually, it's very famous for like a crazy earthquake that happened in the 19th century. I did not know that. That's it's pretty wild. I know we have a Sparta, Illinois. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, isn't that crazy? Like, uh, which is yeah. kind of ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, actually, this is in southern Illinois. Uh, like, I believe it's like it borders. I think uh, Kentucky, Kentucky and Missouri. 
Yeah. But yeah, there was like an actual like crazy big earthquake. And I, of course, as you know, and we've talked about it before, but there's no earthquakes really at all in the Midwest. We I've never experienced one. Right. Even when people claim like, oh my gosh, there was, you know, like a fault line, like, you know, and like there definitely was an earthquake. I was like, well, I was totally asleep. It was definitely not enough to wake me. Wake me up. And you're like, no. Wake me up inside. Yeah. But oh. yeah, apparently it, it, even though <laughs> there's a fault line called like the New Madrid fault line there. It's kind of wild. Oh my, That's so interesting. I'm going to have to look that up later. New Madrid. We got everything. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and now completely complete opposite you know the contour area definitely gets those earthquakes quite frequently that was my next question because i i remember one of the first things uh when i was going to uh community college when i was taking japanese my one of my favorite favorite professors was like you guys say you want to go to japan you want to go to tokyo you want to see all the anime stuff but then all of a sudden the earthquake's gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) you were just being so goofy about it but like yeah i guess like you said like it you like when you feel them you feel them yeah it's a common occurrence i mean it's mostly like strong tremors rather than earthquakes but yeah like you there's tremors every single day and in the island there were like very tiny tremors but they were like and it would happen almost every day but they were like so small you could barely feel it but so you'd cont- miss it if you weren't paying attention yeah like if i was like okay. you know in bed trying to lay around then i'd feel it but like for the most part it wasn't that bad but mm-hmm. here they're quite powerful <laughs> like tremors. so you you know every time yeah i've already i think i've already experienced maybe like two earthquakes in the last three months since i've moved here oh wow um, one of them happened when i was at work that one was actually quite strong um there was no tsunami warning thankfully but i was at work okay yeah I oh was talking gosh. to a client in Hokkaido, and uh, <laughs> it was like a, during the call, and I was like, hey, "Wait, hold up! There's an earthquake!" Oh my <laughs> gosh! Give you a second. So, do you? Is there any type of protocol for like depending on how bad it is? Like, you have to like evacuate or like go to a certain place or? Yeah, there's like specific things. I mean, if you're inside of a building, really the best thing you can do is just like hide under like a sturdy like table or something. So like you know if something like falls, it kind of doesn't squash you <laughs> um, right oh my goodness so, so that's kind of just like the rule of thumb if you're in a building uh, yeah don't go outside i mean i'm in the fifth floor so th- there's no way that i've been able to go outside in time anyway <laughs> no yeah um, but it was really qu- it was like really quick but really strong it was like maybe like uh 20 to 30 seconds oh yeah that's fast but it was strong it just and, happens like it's zero yeah, to 100 just, <laughs> literally just zero to 100 and one you know you're just sitting down and next thing <laughs> it's the, my the, gosh the that would freak me shaking. out <laughs> i was that was like really like the first time i was actually concerned because in kagoshima uh, i mean i've experienced really strong tremors too um when i go visit but this is like the first time even like the first earthquake that when i first moved that didn't concern me even though it actually moved my bed <laughs> Oh god, that's right. I remember. <laughs> were you were you still sleeping at that point? I, I was, and it. I, well, I was like, it was four in the morning, so I was kind of like in the middle of like kind of like a kind of awake, but not. So I felt it. Um, <laughs> but I just felt. I just. I was like, yeah, you know, if it gets worse, I'll get up, get out of bed. But it didn't. <laughs> if it, just, it gets worse, I'll get up, goes back what, to bed. <laughs> it, yeah, and then the next thing I knew, I wake up and my bed's like shifted to the other side (laughs) that's hilarious 
But this was actually the first time I was actually kind of concerned with how strong it was. I think it was like a magnitude six or something. Oh my gosh. Wow. And like the scale, I forget. What does the scale go up to? To 10. Is it? Okay, I was going to say, was it eight? Because that, that like is very concerning if it already is almost at eight, but yeah, there was eight, still a little bit of wiggle room. Yeah, eight can cause some very serious damage. So yeah, eight is actually yeah. kind of very strong. <laughs> like at that point, you're like, yeah, this and higher is not a good situation. Well, six can be bad too if it yeah. goes for a long time too, but this one was short. Okay, that's good then, you know. Still, oh my gosh, what a what a day! Like, what what time of day was that? This was like around, uh, probably like four between four p.m. to six p.m. So yeah, it was like you know the middle of the day. Just oh wow, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's you know just one thing I have to deal with. You know, right. Japan, Japan may not be have had a war in a long time with people, but they have a war with nature every single day. <laughs> you know, you got oh my God, earthquakes, tsunamis, uh, typhoons in the typhoon season. I mean. Oh my gosh, that's right. You versus the typhoon. <laughs> oh my god. So like I don't know if I talked about what a nightmare it was to move from Kagoshima to Tokyo. I don't know um cuz I'm trying to recall the last episode. I think I was still in the island. So I I pro- so of course I okay, I don't I definitely didn't talk about it. All right. So enlighten us. To be honest, I think that moving from the island to Tokyo was 10 times more stressful than moving from the U.S. to Japan. <laughs> really? Yeah. I felt like I was losing my hair. It was a nightmare. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's it's fine. Everything's good now. But like, okay, so it was stressful moving to Japan from the U.S. because at the time that I was uh, moving, it was, of course, you know, still middle of the pandemic. And Japan just barely opened their uh, borders to all countries just in October. So this was just a couple months ago. Um, but mm-hmm. this was like in the middle of like re- really every every country was still kind of in the middle of it. Um, so they were barely, le- they were only allowing people in through like these like instructor visas, these like work visas, but all at a very, very like small amount at a time. So that being said, my company was still not super sure that they can get me in. It felt like it. But there was a good pass. There's still a possibility to then that if I got all my documents and everything, they'd be like, "Nope, you still can't get in, fam." Sorry, Jeez. in perfect English. In, <laughs> uh, yeah, just like that. Exactly verbatim. So, <laughs> you know, I had to, I had like some crazy timing. So, you know, I had to get my uh, my passport, uh, like picture, and a do- my documents, my international driving license, like a specific time slots, and. If I didn't make it, then it would really significantly like reduce my my uh, opportunity to get here at the time that I wanted to. So wow, that and like uh, all like the legal going to like the embassy and like getting the documents at this like, the exact time that I needed to do it. And then lastly, like my PCR had to be a sp- at a specific type of clinic that certifies you that you got a PCR. Like it has to be like a specific type of certificate. And I had to take it like exactly three days before my flight. And if I got it like after that, then uh, uh, then they wouldn't accept it. And if you got it before, they yeah, probably wouldn't accept it either, nope. right? It had to be exactly oh, exactly 72 hours before my flight that I had to get this PCR test. So I had to like arrange all that. Um, and still, oh, wow. this comes nothing to <laughs> moving from, from the island to Tokyo. <laughs> because like at least for the most part, I felt like... It was highly likely that I was going to be able to uh, come here, 
I mean, of course, there's still the small chance, but everything was like, going well for the most part. I mean, yeah, it was stressful getting that like specific time slots, but I was doing it. And but like with this, you know, nature really freaking hated me um, because so so this was in the middle of typhoon season. So okay, um, since this is a new type of job, okay, so I'm no longer working in public schools. I I work at a startup company that started four years ago. Um, it's, they still teach English, but I'm actually a manager, so I don't. I occasionally teach clients, but but the good thing is that now I teach people that actually want to learn English. Oh, <laughs> um, right, yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, I'm a manager, so I don't really teach that much, really. So, um, yeah, I, it's a different type of work permit, so they sponsor it. Uh, so I nice. had to get, but I had to also change my work visa, of course. So mm, uh, okay, there's a specific documents that I needed. I needed my diploma, which I I didn't have on me, and I didn't know where it was. So I had to order Uh-oh. a new one, <laughs> and that like just infamously is known for taking a way too long of a time yeah. for them to send it out to you. Um, but then. I asked my mom, like, if you could, like, try to find that freaking diploma, that would be great. And uh, she did end up finding it, which is great. And then she uh, sent it to me. Uh, but that was kind of a nightmare. <laughs> and so this was September, right? Um, and I, t- I, this, I had yeah. already told, I had already told my my job that I was leaving, and they were surprisingly pretty cool with it. Sometimes these dispatch companies are like, "You're breaking contract, fuck you, neighbor." Right, because you're kind of. Oh, this was when that school year was starting up, right? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Though, thankfully, it was like the beginning of the year when junior high school students are taking exams. So it wasn't that much of a hassle for them. And they did end up finding a replacement quite quickly after I left. So I didn't feel so bad. (laughs) (laughs) But I I felt bad about breaking contract. And it's just like, it was kind of scary because I was like, you know, I'm going to be moving and I'm going to be handling practically everything like my i'm gonna get i have to get a new phone number i have to get like you know my my own place and like i have to arrange everything by myself and and as a foreigner it's kind of hard to you know arrange it's also notoriously uh difficult for foreigners to find uh apartments because uh, many many apartments in japan don't accept foreigners so Mm, uh, okay and i had to find it a specific amount of time too because you know uh my start date was for october october 1st so I had to get, you know, find an apartment kind of immediately. That's like the first thing oh, I did. Oh, yeah. And since the island is so small, like they didn't really have like really big like moving services. So uh, I had to go to like a shipping company that would ship all my things to Tokyo. Wow. So I asked the, uh, my company at the time to please help me because I have no fucking idea. Like this, there's nothing in this island that could kind of help me with moving. So yeah, right. That's tough. <laughs> yeah, and I had to like I threw I had to throw out a lot of things. Uh, like Aww. my my sofa bed, which is fine. Uh, because uh, this I'm in what it's called a share house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's actually a very fam- uh well known thing in Japan. Many people use them. So they're very uh, and this is actually good for any foreigners that want to move to Japan and they don't want to live under uh work work uh, place or like a like a arranged housing by your uh, company so yeah these these are called share houses and basically uh it's there's there's short time contracts which is a good thing you know so you don't have to worry about like staying for a year or two years or whatever so um you can you can finish your contract within like 6 months so it's very short amount of time so or you could extend it too of course but yeah so these share houses so it's basically 
kind of like a hotel style. So it's kind of like a shared space. So you have like a shared kitchen and then you just have your own individual room. Um, in my case, uh, so there's one kitchen downstairs and that's where I am. And then there's another floor. Uh, so there's two bathrooms. So one floor, one in my floor and one upstairs. And there's also two washing machines, one downstairs and one upstairs. And they're pretty nice. Um, so mine came with the bedding, so I'm actually sleeping on a bed, and I'm not just sleeping on a really shitty sofa bed. I didn't know you were sleeping on a sofa bed, or maybe I did. I forget. But the I guess you've upgraded. I'm so I'm so happy for you. Yeah, when I first, cause yeah, when I first moved to Japan, I was uh, I had a cheap futon, and with like all the fucking weird ass bugs in the island, I was like, there's no fucking way I'm sleeping on the floor. Oh yeah, nah. <laughs> Oh my god, did you have a ton of visitors? Uh, bug visitors, yeah, 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 crawling in my skin. Oh no, yeah, That's there's awful. The, the things that were like were really annoying were like the geckos because they're like wake me up at night because they're really fucking loud and they just like oh sh- they did like just shit everywhere. Like, it's like I had to clean up their shit. How would they get in? Well, it's an old house, and also oh. like. The insulation in Japan isn't that great in the housing, so yeah, bugs get in like real, real easy. Oof! And no, thank they're you. and they're lizards. <laughs> they're lizards, so they can slip in through small cracks real easy. Ah, uh, that's um, true. I mean, like, and I, I would like can kind of complain about it, but some pe- like some of the teachers, oh, you know, they eat the bugs. It was like, well, they're not eating enough because there's still too many of them. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta they gotta work harder, step up their game. And sometimes, like, they would, like, you know, when you turn on the light and then they, like, show up and then they, like, run away from you, it kind of, like, startles you, you know? Oh, like, yeah, because they scurry really quick. Yeah, they scurry. And, like, Jesus Christ, fucking get a heart attack from that. <laughs> so it's nice. You don't have to worry about that when you turn on the lights. No, it, like, I've only seen, like, one tiny bug at most here. It's Very so wonderful. Nice. I, I'll pay that premium for to not ever, ever see a bug <laughs> in my place again. Hell yeah, I'll drink to that. How are your um? So it's a sh- uh, it's like a share house. Um, do you have like roommates or like flatmates? Well, they're like I guess you know they it's they have their own room, but I don't talk to them. But it does seem like a lot of them are foreigners too. Oh okay. Yeah, but it's just kind of um, yeah, like I said, maybe it's just part of like the Japan like the culture in Japan where you just don't talk to strangers. So, but I yeah, feel, that's I, true. I felt like if if this was the U.S., everyone would be talking to each other, but. At the same time, though, if we don't talk to each other, there'll be no problems. Exactly. I mean, you don't need to have your own uh, your own sitcom. You don't need to have, like, friends in your yeah. apartment. I was thinking more Seinfeld, but yeah, you're right. Oh, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In your case, it'd be more Seinfeld. You'd, you'd have the impossible apartment layout that doesn't make sense, actually. <laughs> no, I, no, I no, love whenever dues. people bring up that. <laughs> yeah. Jerry's apartment makes no sense. No, yeah. <laughs> It's funny, like when you were on the island, it seemed like your neighbors, um, and probably because just there there weren't as many people on the island as you know compared to now, like you were in like a city where there's quite a lot of people. Uh, it seemed like more people would just like go out of their way to like you know talk to you. Like there was a the few times where you had like people just like you know introduce themselves and stop yeah. by. Yeah, that's that's definitely. I think Tokyo is infamously cold. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It was the city thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but um like I don't know. Like when I go to seven eleven sometimes though, like like there's the same people that I see every time and they are like kinda a little bit nicer to me. And sometimes they give me like free pamphlets or whatever. But yeah, in the yeah, I feel just because of how small it is, you know, Tokyo is like it's like too many people, so it's like, you know, it you're 
you go into a train and you'll most likely never see those people again, even though they live in the same city. <laughs> but um, yeah, in the in the right. island, and the island is just so much significantly smaller. So yeah, like you see those people more often, and they remember you because you know there's not a lot of people there. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's uh, but oh my god, being back in the city is so good. Like I felt like you know you. after a while like it's just like so how small the island is is like you feel you get kind of cabin fever you know that's what you were saying and like like you appreciated the people there and like everyone was nice but just you know some experiences you couldn't have there on the island which you can't have now and also like you know you don't want just the same stuff all the time you like to explore different things and not feel like everybody knows everybody and always kind of like <laughs> has tabs on you. Yeah. And that's actually part of it. Like, I don't really mind that much is that, Oh, you got all these people, they don't know me or whatever. And it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm fine. I'm totally fine with that because like, I felt especially as like, especially as a teacher, you know, you got, you got to like set a good example, you know, you don't want to be scoundering around and being silly, but really the best thing about, moving here is that i can get slammed at two in the morning and order uber eat uh, uber <laughs> get mcdonald's and uber eats it out here to my place that no one really, will judge you that really is like yeah no one will judge me that really is the best pleasure for me right and you didn't have uber eats on the island right nope no uber eats no nope. mcdonald's no no makudo narudo makudo yeah, so just the power, <laughs> just the sh- sheer power now that I have that I can order chicken nuggies at two in the morning after oh, a few beers. It's you, just phenomenal. You're, you're going to get drunk with power. Well, you've probably already been drunk with power, but you're... <laughs> drunk with power and beer. And beer. <laughs> and nuggies. Yeah, those nuggies. Oh, man, they hit. Like nuggies and fries after a few beers. Oh, my God, they smack. Do they do any different type of nuggets? I know they have different burgers and sandwiches at um at the mac uh from what i've seen no it's just kind of the, the same it's like the same exact thing as the okay. in the u.s um better, which is obviously w- yeah uh, uh, <laughs> yeah definitely although i feel like they're not as soggy they're uh, like a little bit crunchier but i hadn't had uh like mcdonald's snuggies in a hot second when i lived in the u.s oh yeah <laughs> i've actually had more mcdonald's while living in Japan than I did in the U.S. That's just because it's like 24 hours and <laughs> and I can just get it from Uber Eats because it's, you know, I, when I get off of work, that's what's still open. Although there is a ramen shop that's open to like three in the morning and that's oh, super oh dangerous too. Yeah. And it's Tonkotsu that's Ramen awesome. too. So I'm like, fucking <gasps> damn, God damn it. Oh, Tonkotsu. That's so, oh my God. That's, you are so lucky. Lucky. You better but be it, at that ramen place. <laughs> Every night, until I go there. Three a.m. Oh boy, three a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I go there too often. Um, same. Uh, they actually gave me like a little like card, like stamp, or whatever. <laughs> a stamp card, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I go there so They're much. Like you're gonna spend all your money. Here you go. Might as well give you some discounts. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. The, uh, that's like some of like the best broth that I've had. Although there's this uh, ramen shop in uh, Akihabara. And it's it's really funny because um, it's like Hakata style, so it's like from Fukuoka style, and it's actually really really good. That's probably some of like the best ramen that I've had outside of Kyushu. I still think Kyushu has the best ramen, but that was like really really like good like Hakata style tonkotsu ramen, and actually had some like actual like spiciness to it too. 
which is very rare to find right, just in Japanese food saying. in general. You know, which is so crazy because I think out here we think that, you know, there would be more spice in Japan because when we go to our Americanized Asian restaurants, there's always something or a few things in the menu where it's like, oh, this is spicy. And it usually has the little like symbol to tell the white people, (laughs) careful. (laughs) Um, So I I guess, I don't know. And and maybe this is just, again, because it's Americanized, but maybe, um, you know, that's more of like a Mongolian or different parts of like Chinese cuisine. Like you get more heat there or Korean, whereas Japanese, it's like just a little bit. Yeah. Definitely. It's there's such babies about spicy food here. <laughs> I'm <laughs> <so> sorry. <laughs> well, I do. It's crazy. You see the spicy ramen, but like that's definitely an American thing because it's like instant ramen, first of all. Yeah. So you would think that like there'd be more of a market for spicy because people do like spicy things, but then you told me that and I was like, That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's but that's why I was like so surprised, like, oh my god, is I was like actually tearing a bit like like there's actually like spice to this uh yeah and it's not it was in uh, akihabara i actually went there uh yesterday not yesterday on sunday on my day off i went Ooh, there because nice. i'm uh i want to do some repairs on my old uh og game boy and i'm also going to mod it i'm going to add a backlight to it oh cool classic so- so yeah, um, I was looking for parts there, and I ended up spending way too much time because like I was going to like uh, all these like used like electronics uh, stores and shit. I spent like five hours. I was only going there to get some parts, and I ended up spending too much time. I ended up, I ended up going back to uh, Mandaraki, and for uh, those people who forgot about Mandaraki because we've mentioned it before, it's basically like a like an auction kind of store where they sell really cool items like such as like anime cells and like really old manga and just like really cool like vintage shit that can vary in price it can be super crazy expensive or you can find some very like obscure things that are kind of cheaper yeah every time i look on the website i'm just like oh this would be so cool and then i remember the shipping cost and the shipping time (laughs) yeah admittedly i liked this store in fukuoka a little bit better than the one in tokyo but it's this one's still pretty cool i felt like fukuoka had way more uh anime cells Mm -hmm. or um animation cells not anime cells (laughs) uh but it's pretty pretty cool not so much yeah this one didn't have as many because like fukuoka had like the crazy big ones like they had like the evangelion and dragon ball and sailor moon um that's awesome it's it's this is insane going for thousands of dollars so yeah and yeah they have like toys and old games and like uh i actually i sent it to you uh, i sent you a picture sage of like like you know i found like the like the shonen jump volume with like the first oh, chapter yeah. the first chapter of uh, kimetsu and that was going for like eight thousand yen oh my uh, goodness yeah, so I don't know. I was thinking about it because, like, it's not crazy, crazy, crazy expensive, but, like, I don't know if this would go up in value later because I don't know. Um, but it's crazy that, you know, this was like a, that came out in 2016 and it's going for that much already. Now, I don't always remember um, what the conversion rate is, but that would be probably what, like, around 80 90 bucks something like that probably closer to like 70 just because the yen (laughs) has dropped in value a bit (laughs) oh it has okay so um because i know usually like rule of thumb with certain things is like you kind of you move the the comma yeah over (laughs) to to get the equivalent okay i'm still i mean that's almost that's um 
it's not it's not like quite like a hundred dollars or something, but yeah, that's that's crazy because I mean, yeah, Kimatsu is still so new, right? Relatively speaking, so that's crazy. It it definitely could, you know, if it's already worth that now, um, you know, I would think it probably would just go up in value. Oh yeah, definitely. So, but I was like, oh. there's two copies of it, so like maybe I'll come if I if I, you know, when I go back and it's still there, then I'll. Probably, oh, probably buy it. just because it's a cool thing to have anyway. Because you know, it I is. like Kimetsu, right? So even even oh. if it's not about like value, it's just more a thing that'd be kind of cool to have. Oh yeah, that's that's super cool. And you're super uh, cool. Fuck you. What? Outrageous. This is absurd. <laughs> he can't do that. Shoot him or something. Shoot <laughs> him. One of my favorite lines for the Attack of the Clones. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's it's so great i it, i feel like it's so applicable in so many situations too i mean people that don't like remember the line or like know it's star wars will like give you the weirdest look when you say it well, like my parents the other day but <laughs> oh it's it's golden <laughs> anyways what were we talking about oh we were talking about um you with your uh, electronics and fixing your game boy yeah, so for all the guys out there that want to, you know, they want to look for some games, old games, uh, or just like any kinds of electronics, like music instruments or anything cool like that, definitely go to Akihabara. Uh, be careful, though. There are some places that do overprice things because, you know, it is a big district, a very famous electronics di- district. But it's Akihabara is also known for like the weeb shit, too. And like the maid cafes, there's God, there's so many freaking maid cafes. Have you been to any more since moving? I have not, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, but this was like my first time going to Akihabara since I went there for vacation, actually. So I hadn't been there since. Oh, that's fun. You're fun. Yeah. But it was no, cool. You- it was, uh, yeah, I bought a soldering iron, like a soldering iron kit. Uh, so I'm really excited because I miss like doing little projects like that. Oh, fun. Like, what kind of stuff are you thinking about doing? So, yeah, I'm going to be doing the Game Boy, and then I'm going to see, like, I don't know. I'm going to look for, like, other, like, cheap electronics, and then see if I can, like, fix them. So, I might go back to Akihabara again. Yeah. Would you go back to, like, the... Or where did you get your Game Boy? Was that a different store or the same district? It was the same district, and it was a different store. It was called, uh, called... <laughs> it was called Hard Off. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, and of course, you know, I saw the name. I was like, oh, I have to go there. And they sell, it's a cool store. So it's a used, yeah, it's a used electronic store. Uh, they have like a whole floor dedicated to like instruments and like audio gear. Um, oh, nice. I got it from like the basement floor, which is called, okay, so floor one is the musical instruments and floor two, I forgot. I didn't go to that. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> but the basement one is called literally junk. It's junk. And that's, and that's where I found the Game Boy. Nice. Yeah, they like added some couple problems with it. I was like, oh, this would be kind of a fun thing to work with because like the the uh, volume doesn't work that well, and also the screen is deteriorated to shit. Um, and like the 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 battery um terminals are all like I, like they're like what's the word um like are they corroded? Corrode, yeah, because of like the battery like juices. Yeah. Um, so and those are easy to replace. So I bought some of those too. So yeah, it, you got you got it for relatively cheap, right? Yeah, it was crazy cheap. It was like. 
for like maybe like close to $30. Okay, yeah, probably because a lot of the work needed to be done. But like if you don't mind doing that and it gives you something fun to work on, you yeah. can just mod the heck out of that thing. Yeah, because like if you get a good one, a good condition, they're fucking expensive. But yeah. like, the, the Game Boy colors are even more expensive because I was like kind of like looking into one and I finally bumped into a Game Boy color that was going for like close to 20,000 yen, which is like. Like $180. Oh, gosh, yeah. I, You know, I definitely saw that, too. I think I told you I was looking also for a console. I ended up getting a Game Boy Advance just because I wanted the um to be able to play all the games for, like, the Game Boy Color and, like, yeah, that makes um, sense. OG Game Boy. So I wanted the reverse compatibility. Um, But, yeah, I think I only paid, like, 130 or 140 And the reason why is because the one that I bought came with a case and it came with like five games so i think it was worth it for that price and it was like pretty clean like there were really no scratches on it it looked like somebody really only used it a couple times yeah. Ooh, which games did you get um oh it came with um mario bros it came with ice climbers um i think like uh what is it like like a sampler that has like a handful of stuff on it um mm. and then what else did it come with I'm I'm blanking on the other ones it came with, but I bought more games because out by me we have like those like um used and like new electronic stores. So like in my area we have a couple of disc replays and yeah. um they have like so many things and so I go there, they usually have a ton of Game Boy games. And I've got like Rocket Power, I got Spyro, I got a Kirby game. Nice. What else did I pick up? Um I probably have Maybe not quite 10 games, but maybe just about, oh, I got Wild Thornberries because that was like a <laughs> core memory. Like, Smashing. it sounds crazy, but I remember when the Game Boy Color, I think, was one of like the new like the new handhelds or yeah. at the time, like that was still considered like pretty cool to have. I remember my, my aunt. I have an aunt who's only like four years older than me because she's like 15 years oh, older yeah. than my mom. Yeah. So my aunt got one i think for christmas one year and she's not really a big video game person but at the time you know like that's a cool gift to get for a kid and she was super into it so i was still i think kind of too young to really be successful with like video games but i loved the idea of them so i remember she had the little backlight the clip that you would like attach to it so you could see better and hers was like the see-through purple oh nice Um, yeah i super remember like yeah, that, like core memory, her playing the Wild Thornberries game. And I was just like, this is so cool. I want one. And my mom was just like, you're no. not getting one. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, and I really didn't. I never had a handheld Damn. until we got the Switch. But like, I, I don't know, that one, that one I don't really consider like only handheld because, you know, you can do so much with right, it. Right, right. And, um, but yeah, I, I didn't, um, my first gaming console was the GameCube. Um, when I was a little oh. bit older and could like appreciate it more, but yeah, like you know, other other friends had like you know their Nintendos and stuff, and I was just like, oh, I'll just I'll just go over and play, and then we can play the Nintendo. Well, now that you got you got that, you have to get a Pokemon game. I do. I just don't know which one, and that, they're still kind of expensive. Yeah, they, they are. They're very expensive, but I'm sure you can find one out of the case that's not that expensive. Yeah, I think when I definitely when I go to disc replay. Like those types of games, those don't come with the cases un- unless it's one that like you are like you want to buy the case with it to complete like the set. And then those are usually like really expensive. So the ones that they have like locked up um, are all just like the cartridge. So I don't mind as long as it works really and I'm not paying a ton for it. 
Do you have any Pokemon games you'd recommend? Yeah, uh, any of the Gen 3 are probably the best. Personally, I would go with Emerald, but like you can get either Ruby or Sapphire or Emerald. Uh, the, either of those like Gen 3 ones, they're probably, arguably, the best ones. And not It's not just me that says it, but uh, most people will say, yeah, Gen 3 was one of the best ones, one of the best Pokemon games. I did see those when I was searching up like Pokemon games. I definitely saw Emerald. Um, I saw a lot of different prices for it, so I guess it depends on like like I I've also seen like the color cartridge also look different. So I'm sure yeah. it depends on like the edition, yeah. um, what price you get. But you know, I like I've definitely said it before because we've talked about Pokemon so much. You know, I used to watch Pokemon and sometimes I'd get the cards, but I never played any of the games. Um, even when I did get gaming consoles, yeah. I just for whatever reason either I wasn't interested in like playing Pokemon. I only like to watch it. So I have, besides Pokemon Go, and I don't think you'd really count that because that's a different type of gameplay, I've never played a Pokemon game. Right, that's crazy because uh, Pokemon is, games... like considering, you know, yeah. like, that's our generation. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon games, I mean, like, that was, like, most of my childhood, really. I mean, playing yeah. the, first, the, fir- the first, I mean, that was one of the first games I ever played. It was uh, Pokemon Yellow for Game Boy Color. Um, my brother's, my older brother had a uh, Pokemon Red, and he never let me play it. Um, oh, what a jerk! Like, like maybe I think occasionally I got my hands on it, but I, I understand though because you know <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to ruin the progress, but whatever. So uh, I finally, finally, like Pokemon Yellow was like all mine, so I got to play that, and then I got to play the second Gen Two for Game Boy Color, uh, Crystal. I played Crystal, which is a really good game too. So if you don't get like a, one of the ruby and stuff like you don't get gen 3 mm-hmm. gen 2 is pretty good but gen 2 is in the game boy color but uh, they're it's a pretty good game too yeah and i'll have I, to pick your brain I'll, I'll i'll look at a to see if how easy i can find some of them used and and see what you think yeah gen 2 is pretty good because you can also go back to the kanto gym leaders and fight them again so that's pretty cool oh yeah they're even like stronger than because like, like in the kanto gym leaders in in gen 1 I mean, of course, it varies, you know, once you how you level up. It's pretty cool, though. Like, the one thing with Gen 1, like, it's probably, like, my least favorite. I mean, you might like it more because you're more familiar with, like, the Pokemon in, in the first gen. But Yeah, I definitely but, am. <laughs> but, I mean, like, it's kind of, like, a little... Like, the way the battle system works is a little bit kind of messy. And it's I think it's fixed uh, uh, like pretty well already by Gen 2. But the battle system is pretty good at yeah, Gen 2. But, of course, I mean, I think, like, Gen 1 would be quite nostalgic. If you go with, like, a Gen 1, go with Yellow because that was the more upgraded one. That's the one where... Uh, yeah, pick, Pikachu kind of follows you around. They they don't do that in red or Yay. blue. But love Pikachu, I love them all. Yeah, but yeah, um, <laughs> Pokemon Yellow. If you if you go with Gen One, don't okay. go with red or blue. Go with Yellow. Go Yellow. Okay. But yellow Gen Two, is, Gen Two, uh, Crystal. Um, I mean, any of them are okay. But Crystal, <laughs> what they did is like up until that point, like the sprites didn't move when you would like encounter them. Um, like during like battle, that's with like wild Pokemon or you know Pokemon gym leaders or trainers or the Elite Four. But like in and uh, as of Pokemon Crystal, like the, they make the little like sprites move and it's kind of cute. Oh, that sounds cute. Also, I think my favorite starters are probably Gen Three, but I don't know. It's all up to you. Your choice. What are the starters in Gen Three? Gen Three is uh, Torchic and Mudkip, and also <gasps> uh, Trico. Okay, I love Mudkip. So, and I, I I feel like such a fake fan. I don't know who the hell the other two are. So by default, it would be Mudkip. 
<laughs> yeah, I think Mudkip was the more popular one. I mean, I went with Torchic because like he turns a Torchic turns into a fire fighting type, which is pretty cool. He's a Blaziken. Oh, maybe I do know. Yeah, okay, actually, I I am familiar with with that one. The other one though, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, so it's really good because it's like you know you're raising your childrens and then you're making your children fight other people's childrens and then oh, yes. you get you get badges for it and then you know it's animal you know, fighting ring as like, it goes <laughs> as it goes it goes it goes yeah those those are the good days and you yeah, can like you tr- could... trade too you... with people oh, you can in those ones yeah so like if you know and also like if you get a gen if you get gen 3 because they re-released like gen 1 as fire red and leaf green for the game boy advance you can also trade with those so you can trade gen 3 and gen 1 which is pretty cool. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. And also, like, back in the day, like, you can use, like, your... Um, so there's this game called Pokemon Stadium for Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. And you can actually use your Pokemon from your, your Game Boy Color or, or Game Boy, like, if you had, like, a red, blue, or yellow, you can use your those Pokemon, like, if you connected the link into your Nintendo 64 and into that's Pokemon so cool. Stadium. Yeah. Otherwise, like, because, like, Pokemon Stadium is, uh like, really... Uh, it's basically just an add-on to the, those mainline games because with, without it, you can get like rental Pokemon, but and they're all like level fifty. But of of course, like you can raise your Pokemon to up to level one hundred. So if you use your own Pokemon, it makes more sense to use your own Pokemon. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's pretty good time. That's pretty crazy. That's cool. You know a lot about Pokemon, so I'm definitely gonna have to seek you out for some advice as, as I finally, you know, go through my rite of passage. Um, about 20, 19, 20 years too late, you know, <laughs> it's never too late. Actually, I just picked up the new uh, game that came out, uh, Scarlet and Violet. I got Scarlet, Scarlet. And this is like my first Pokemon since gen three. Cause I didn't play it for a long time. Oh, I keep cool. hearing about that because you're too cool. My sister, I think, because we, my parents were like, what do you guys want for Christmas? And like, after a certain point, it's just like the stuff that I like, I'm like, I'm not going to ask you guys to buy me like expensive shit for, for Christmas. I'll either buy it myself like right now because because like, it's affordable or like I'll buy it eventually. But I think my sister did ask for um, Scarlet or Violet and I think she wants Violet. So I think... I think we'll probably have it at some point, so I'll probably try to play it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's. I'm having a good time. I'm playing it in the like at and on, on the train, you know, on the way to work and uh, on the way back home. It's a good way to pass the time. And you That's can play awesome. online with your friends, which I've done with some friends already. I have like you bat, you get to battle them or just have picnics with them. Oh, picnics! That's so wholesome. Yeah, it's very wholesome, and you get to wash your Pokemon too and clean them. Oh my gosh, you <laughs> for real? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love it. I'm going to have to look into that. Is that for like all sorts of consoles or just like the Switch? Oh yeah, Pokemon is a Nintendo exclusive. Okay, I figured. Yeah, so uh, no other console has Pokemans. It's only Nintendo Game Freak. I gotcha. I'm going to have to check that out then. Got a lot of Pokemoning to catch up on. Yes, you do. Yeah. Anyway, let's go ahead and end this episode uh, with... A little thing that we were doing called the something that we are doing now. I don't know. Exactly. That's, that's just what, <laughs> that's what my brain told me to say. So don't. we're doing this thing called uh, so historical figures that you would absolutely lose a fight to. Now, I have one in mind, and I've mentioned him before. He's a very fa- famous samurai. He's like the Jesus of, of Kagoshima, and his name's <laughs> Saigo Takamori. 
So I would lose to a fight with him because, you know, he had like a whole like army that he raised and uh, that's not, that's no good. You know, you can't win <laughs> against an army. And uh, also I don't have a sword, so that's not, that's not a good thing. Um, but as an American, I, I, I have, I can get a gun. <laughs> You'll show him. So, but, but if I were back in time, it probably wouldn't, wouldn't really do, you know, I wouldn't have a cool gun, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have no AK-47, you know. <laughs> So, so, so Saigo Takamori, he, he, he uh, led the, what's called the Satsuma rebellion against the Meiji, uh, the Meiji government because the Meiji era, uh, the, the Meiji um, emperor was, uh, they were starting to westernize Japan and Saigo was like, no, let's not do that. That's not cool. Let's keep Japan, Japan, please. And then, and then he's like, he's like, no. So then he, so he forms a rebellion of like all like the samurai that were like losing their jobs because you know there's like no need for samurais anymore after the Edo period, and this is actually in between in transition from the Edo to uh, Meiji, Meiji. So they're like, hey, let's form the thing, and then let's 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 fight the emperor. But then you know nothing really came out of it, as you see, as <laughs> Japan did end up westernizing anyway. Right. So yeah, he's like. Uh, He's like a Jesus, because you see like um, you see like statues of him everywhere in Kagoshima. Like he's just like his face is everywhere. Actually, he was exiled to uh, the island that I lived in in Okinawarabu for two years. So there, you, there's also a shrine dedicated to him in the island and a museum dedicated to him. That being said, I would lose for him. Um, he's he he seems to be uh, quite skilled in the samurai arts, and I'm absolutely not. I'm only skilled in the samurai farts. I don't know. <laughs> I just want to know why why are you even trying to pick a fight with samurai Jesus in the first place? Well, you know, someone has to. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be you. It's got to be me. Is I was the chosen one to lose against this uh, <laughs> this powerful samurai. Oh my goodness! So yeah, that's, that's, that's a good choice. Thank you. Yeah. So how about you? All right. Um. Let's see. Historical figures that. Well, since we're talking about ones we're gonna lose to, <laughs> I would. I'm gonna tell you. I will absolutely lose to Yoko Ono for so many reasons. Um. Reason number one, she's. She's 89. She looks so good. I'm not going to look that good at 89. Who the fuck am I kidding? Uh, second, <laughs> she just has had such an interesting life and has got to, like, you know, travel around to different places and just, like, you know, be in the same area as other, like, interesting artists. You know, yeah. um, I'm not a Beatles fan, but, like, you know, she, you know, collabed and then, you know, obviously she and John Lennon were involved so like she's out there just getting it and you know she just has like a a very avant-garde style you know with her music i just you know i i try to write a song i try to record anything it's it's like that spongebob episode where he's trying to write his essay you know and you know it don't happen you know what makes her so powerful is like she single-handedly ended the beatles Oh yeah, that too. So like, I I wish I could single handedly end the Beatles, but I can Someone never because to. Yoko only <laughs> Yoko has already done it, <laughs> and that's why I will never be able to win against her because her power knows no bounds. I mean, just a couple a couple years ago, um, I think at the Grammys, they Daft Punk was I think doing a performance of Get Lucky, and they were like showing like everybody that was like there yeah. at you know um like physically there like just kind of getting down and like she was just absolutely vibing. And <laughs> I was like, I want to be like that. 
like in my I don't know if she was probably that probably she was still in her like early 80s at that point so I was like man I want to be like 80 81 and just no care in the world dancing still got it looking fabulous (sighs) that can never be me right I'm just kidding that's definitely you now it's she's too powerful but also like girl boss True. Have you ever seen that video where like she's screaming into a mic? That's pretty gnarly. Honestly, like I know a lot of people like meme that, but I'm like, you know, you know how many other people do wild stuff and it just it does not really turn out well. Like I don't think a lot of other people were doing that at the time. I I respected the death grips approach in your singing. Right. So it's just like, yeah, I'm I'm sure it's going to turn heads and be crazy, but it's like, you know, it wasn't like a bunch of people were, were doing this really odd trend, like, you know, like with TikTok. It's like, why are we all doing that? Like, so I just, I, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall, you know, <laughs> just in her studio. Same, just so someone can squash me and kill me. Oh, yeah, that too. Hey. And scream. Hey. Nice. Well, this was a segment called historical Japanese historical figures that I would definitely lose to in a fight. Yeah, thank you for coming. And if you don't stop coming, and you don't stop coming. You don't stop coming, and you don't stop coming. We'll have <laughs> to sure ask don't. you to leave. <laughs> Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> well, then, I guess this wraps up episode one of season two. I'm so excited to be back. Back in action. Uh, it really feels like it's been so long, but at the same time, it hasn't, just because of how much everything has changed. What are you talking about? We had a two-year time skip. Wait, we uh, we did have a two-year time skip, right? Uh, that would explain uh, why uh why I got fatter. So I just I I learned hacky sack and got really good at that for no reason, is what you're saying. There you go. See, we we uh <laughs> we finished some kind of arc here. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, thank God. Heck yeah. Anyway, yeah. So thanks again for joining us. Uh, if you have any questions, concerns, complaints, uh, have any stories to share, please uh, let us know through our email, gaijinbento at gmail.com. And please follow us on Instagram at gaijinbento. Well, thank you very much, Sage, for coming back. I appreciate your return and your willingness to come back, even though, you know, you have to deal with me again. Well, you know, um, I was considering other deals. Um, Crack deals with God. (laughs) Crack deals with God, part two. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, you know, you are my favorite partner in crime, so I always got you, buddy. (laughs) All righty, well... (laughs) See you not everybody. Later skaters. <laughs>